Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Welcome to Look at My Records on Radio Free Brooklyn. Really, not as cold out today as it was yesterday, but I'm very happy to be here. We kicked the show off with Joy Cleaner, Easter Tuesday, by my friends, Joy Cleaner. I said that twice, but it's my friend Kyle from Joy Cleaner's birthday today, so I wanted to give him a birthday (whistles) shout out. And I'm here in the studio with Plastic Picnic. How are you guys doing today? you. Gucci. Very Gucci, good. Very Gucci man. <laughs> very Gucci man up in here. But guys, tell me, you just released a new single, Well Wasted. We did. First single of 2019. Indeed. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Before that, you released Doubt in October of 2018. True. Yep. Another great single. Very fun. Yep. But Thank before, you. But before we get into the new stuff, all these new singles, tell me how you guys uh, got together playing music. I read... You guys were kind of a musical duo. True. You paired up with 
the other two guys in Plastic Picnic. Yeah. Was it still while you were living in the Pacific Northwest? You guys are from uh, out there. So, yeah. So Lincoln and I were in a band in college up in Bellingham, Washington. And I moved out here and shortly after that kind of convinced Lincoln to to do so. And we were working on tunes and looking for um, bass and drums just because we tried to do the kind of production thing, but really wanted to have like a solid rock outfit. And then our mutual friend, Nico Tobin, shout out Nico, um, was just kind of hanging with us. And he's like, wait, how do you not know Marshall and Gordon? Because they're coincidentally from um, the same town as we were. They grew up on Bainbridge Island, which is close to where he went to school. And Gordon, who plays drums, um, we kind of were acquainted in college, but we were never really close friends. And then Marshall was his was his Lincoln to Emil, if you will, where they grew up playing music together. Um, so Nico kind of mentioned them and then we met them and it just kind of clicked, had a really good first date and, and, and the rest was history. Yeah. How, how does a music date go typically jamming, uh, some jelly sessions for sure. (laughs) I feel like it usually starts with a little bit of awkward banter and then, uh, like talking about gear or something and making some music jokes and then you start playing and it kind of like the awkwardness kind of eases out and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And, and hopefully it takes off and becomes really comfortable. But we had multiple tryouts with like other people where, I mean, it could have been them and it could have been us, but it was just really awkward. It didn't mesh at all. And we we're like halfway through just feeling really uncomfortable. Kind of yeah. weird about it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hilarious. So tell me, did you guys know right away? Because the four of you seem to have great chemistry. I know your songwriting process is very collaborative. Did that kind of spark happen right away between the four of you? Yeah, so it was actually just Gordon was our, it was kind of first off a three-way, if you will, where it was just us two and Gordon. Uh, And he, uh, yeah, I think almost immediately they kind of meshed. And I think naturally, too, um, instead of getting like lost in quote-unquote jamming, we kind of quickly tried out our ideas with Gordon that, you know, Lincoln and I had been working on and those quickly, you know, immediately in, evolved with Gordon's ideas. And then shortly after that, he lives with Marshall. So Marshall got involved and yeah, I think almost immediately it kind of, um, I think maybe it could have been like chemistry and stuff of just going up in a similar place maybe, but we just seemed to be into the same music and into the same kind of ideas. So things just meshed well from like a collaborative perspective. And so the four of you kind of having a similar background, definitely being from the Pacific Northwest and then also relocating to New York. How would you say that kind of background and then the relocation to living here has influenced your sound, if at all? I think there's a lot of like similar bands that we all listen to growing up, even though there's also like a diverse selection, like Marshall listened to a lot of like classical and jazz and stuff like that. And we all kind of have different areas we were in but we all idolized a lot of like similar bands in the northwest i think and then moving to new york like a a frequent theme that we just talk about in our music is kind of how we came from this beautiful pristine place with like mountains and lakes and everything else then coming to new york and kind of that contrast is supposed to be kind of summarized in our name and in a lot of what we talk about with our music of just that contrast between like nature and what is beautiful and natural and then like the city and what's artificial and chaotic and crazy um, it definitely kind of filters in in many different ways. And tell me, 
your sound, everything I've read about you guys, and I didn't really think of this immediately when I heard it, but it seems like every article describes your music as something out of a John Hughes movie. Yeah. And I can see that kind of, I guess because of the synths and 80s influences, but you guys definitely have your own signature sound. There's a lot more guitar work in your music than something I think you would hear in... Um, say anything or whatever right so what do you think of that uh that you get kind of described like that all the time um i find it interesting i think that it's funny because i think that we definitely take an influence from 80s pop music in, in terms of like the police or i don't know tears for fears and, and things like that 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 are more in the pop realm but i i do think it's like a weird press pigeon whole thing that happened where somebody called it 80s and then it's just kind of like snowballed from that and it's always kind of um i don't know i find it interesting that that's brought up so much because i i i feel like it's one of those things where people will just kind of choose a random adjective to attribute to something they don't like fully understand maybe not to like throw shade or anything at at press but but yeah it's just kind of peculiar because we're don't we're not shied away from like the 80s thing but it's just really funny because like you said we don't really we see that, but it's like one of a billion influences that are in the music, you know? So it's kind of funny that that one sentence kind of holds true. Yeah. We also covered The Police on tour. Might have been a... Oh, what song did you cover? Uh, Every Breath You Take. Classic. Yeah. It's so maybe beautiful, maybe beautiful that wasn't song. helping the, the 80s pigeon. Well, The Police are <laughs> awesome, and I feel like sometimes they get a bad rap. I'm a true. huge Police fan. I don't know why anyone would hate The Police, but sometimes... I don't know. Sometimes people talk smack about yeah. it. Yeah. And I want to smack them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so you recorded your debut self-titled EP in 2017. I read you did you went more of a traditional recording route with that. And now your newer singles are a little more uh, bedroom pop style recording. How would you compare the two experiences? I think like the big thing that we gain by doing a lot of the recording and writing um, at home is just so much time that we get to spend um, like dialing in different sounds and just having an idea, scrapping an idea, having 10 more ideas, deciding between them. Whereas the traditional approach of like walking into a studio, okay, we like start the mics, like everyone plays. You just kind of have to get that recording that day. There's not as much of a chance for reflection um, and editing. So this has been a process of kind of, you know, I think of it as we've written like three EPs in writing one. Um, and we've written all this material and then we can kind of rewrite and restructure. We can leave a song for a long period of time and then come back and keep working on it. Whereas the traditional kind of go into a studio thing is just very one and done. It's kind of like, all right, let's get it today. So are you guys kind of done with that, you'd say? Or what do you see yourselves doing as far as recording moving forward? I think it's a little bit of a mix. We really like being able to write and just have this like informal way of like recording and writing and sharing ideas and developing songs that way but we also still value the production quality that we can get in the studio so we're we're hoping to kind of do a lot of it on our own and kind of get the ball rolling with the song get a lot of those ideas out that takes so much time and then once those parts are written certain stuff we'll redo in a studio and kind of like source different producers and stuff that we like so it's yeah it's always evolving yeah and tell me about your you guys, compared to, I'd say, a large majority of other acts, your songwriting process is very collaborative, it seems, mm-hmm. from what I've heard and read. 
where everyone is really inputting their mark on each song. Yeah. Um, how do you think that benefits you guys? And do you like working like that? It's definitely a lot different than most bands have a primary songwriter. Right. I'd say. I would say Justin Timberlake typically writes the songs and then Lance Bass pitches in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't until Joey got involved that things got, you know. Um, I mean, Chris Kirkpatrick. Came <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, no, I mean, I think that it's, I go back and forth with this all the time where, you know, so many people, I think, make the argument of one artist's one vision is more clear and direct to have like a voice. But I think that the collaboration between us all really gives the band its unique voice. Um, and it's hilarious how fast we kind of recognize each other's strengths where the amount of times I've, Lincoln was just on a trip and so we were doing some writing without him and the amount of time someone would say like, oh, this really needs a obscure, weird Lincoln guitar part in this post-chorus or something. Everybody kind of recognize each other's strengths. Um, so yeah, I think the just the juxtaposition of all of our styles, um, especially in writing, is great. And I think it's also where that process is evolving so much where um, on the last EP there were songs that I... Th- that, you know, Lincoln or I had a huge part of the structure already kind of done. And this next EP, there's, there's like entire chord progressions and song structures that Marshall wrote alone that we have built on top of. So it just, it's cool to hear different people's voice come through in songs where with this next um, EP, it's going to be, it's, it, we've been writing really collaboratively, but it's been cool because there's been songs that were brought 60% done that were, one person and their songs that were created together in the live rehearsal space and their songs that so every song kind of has a different thing going on for it but i think that our kind of collaborative voice ties everything together that it's cool to hear five songs written completely differently sound cohesive in a collection yeah for sure and so you guys were mentioning that you are planning on releasing another ep sometime this year we are summer Hopefully summer. And what, what can people expect compared to what they already have heard from plastic picnic? Um, I think we, we went in like both directions, which is kind of exciting. I think there's stuff that is a little crispier and poppier than, than past songs. Um, there's definitely some like more dancey pop tunes that were really fun to write. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's going to be a couple that are like definitely a little darker and, um, yeah, like a little more emotionally sensitive and kind of grittier and maybe pulling out that kind of organic, natural picnic side of our sound. Yeah, tell me about the name Plastic Picnic because I know there is a meaning behind it. You were kind of alluded to it a little earlier, kind of the uh, dichotomy of your origins in the Pacific Northwest right. with the rugged nature of New York City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, is like the idea of... Damn, I nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Do you want to roll in our band? Uh, spokesperson? Um, yeah, it's mostly just that like plastic is supposed to represent the artificial. Um, for us, it kind of represents the city um, and a lot of different things. Um, we kind of tie that in with social issues as well, like people being artificial, things that we see or interact with that feel fake. We kind of That also re- is represented in like plastic. And that part of the name and then the picnic side was supposed to be something really wholesome 
and something that's kind of like you're in a natural setting. It feels really good. Typically, you're with your family, and that's kind of like wholesome, you know, good things like the Pacific Northwest or uh, escapes from the city. Yeah. Not that the city can't be good as well. Yeah, but it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough place. No, yeah. great concept, great name. So you guys, we're going to play some of your songs. We're going to play the new single, Well Way, so then you guys are going to play two songs live. Uh, Nausea in Paradise, one of the first songs you guys wrote as a band, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're, it was the, I think first. the first. The first. The All first. All right. Yeah, we're really taking it back here. <laughs> and then what other song are you going to play live? Uh, Tilden. Tilden, yeah. second track on your debut EP. Correct. So two two classics from Plastic Picnic's 2017 EP. And then we'll wrap up the set with Doubt, your October 2018 single. Ow. Ow. So tell me about this new single, Well Wasted. You're celebrating the release of this new single at Thursday, mm-hmm. on Thursday at Baby's All Right. Uh, tell me a little bit about this song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's been like a sleeper where we wrote it probably almost a, like eight months ago, seven months ago or something. And it's evolved a lot, but we've been playing it live on the last couple tours. Um, so it's been, it kind of came at a time between the last EP and writing this one where we, it's just been there. So we really wanted to release it, but it's not necessarily attached to the next collection of songs. Um, but yeah, um, it's just like an, I think sonically it's a really nice gap between, um, the last collection of songs and, and those to come. So. Take me a little bit into that decision-making about releasing this as a single as compared to grouping it in with your next uh, EP or LP uh, release. Does it se- is it just sound different? Does not fit in with the other um, songs? I feel like it's honestly just lack of patience. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's, and you, you feel like this song's done and ready to be in yeah, the world? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's a little bit of like, we just want people that enjoy our music to hear more music. Um, And I think almost we talk a lot about from like a press or strategy example of like hip hop right now is this like people are releasing like four LPs and or like, it's just crazy. And and I think that that's part of like millennial culture, which a lot of our audience just like wanting more. Um, So maybe some of it is giving into that where it's like, yeah, here's another song. This is like visceral and was just made and here it is. So there's something I guess maybe I find like value in that and they're not needing to be like a huge decision about release date. Um, cause there is so much lead time and decision-making made in like a, a campaign for an EP or an LP. And it's really nice just to make a song and self-release it and just kind of just, just to give and, and kind of share, let people see, kind of see into our flushing process of this whole writing cycle where we have so many songs we're trying to sift through. So I think we're just going to, ones that we don't decide to make on that final collection of the next EP, I think we, you could expect us to dump out a couple more where it's, we don't want them to die on a hard drive. So it's yeah. like, get it out there. Good. Keep them coming, man. Yeah. I love listening <laughs> to these tracks. Yeah. And so we're going to start off this set with Well Wasted. Then you guys are going to play two songs live in the studio. Really excited about that. Thrilled. Can't wait. So here, enjoy. Plastic Picnic's brand new single, Well Wasted, and then we'll be back to hear them play some songs.
Here Great. we go, Plastic Picnic, kicking it off live from the Radio Free Brooklyn studios. Hey, Mom. Okay. Yep. I should have known The reason that you're living alone Concentrated on how they feel About you through a glass that wrapped in steel It's your folly Like a fake sound Added to your film to make you feel more profound It's your body on a fallen night Occupied with the same blind view of life Oh, it's the simple little feeling of a sterile kind of love Your eyes kept shut till the glare becomes the sun I should have known But the same sands under your skin Grind the grain as they watch you go Sink into a place that you don't know Simple little feeling of a sterile kind of love Your eyes kept shut till the glare becomes the sun And it keeps you on As you fall into another life That keeps you on Paradise. The simple little pleasures that can keep you far from light, from light. The crawling. Shut it down Like the man on the hill You're silent now No timber left to burn You blend in with surroundings now Looking back Looking back And it keeps you on 
Excellent. <laughs> Take it away for the next one. Round two. Tell me a little bit about this song before you play. Yeah. Um, this one is called Tilden, named after a mediocre beach in New York. Also- <laughs> Fort Tilden, right? We originally were going to call it Culver City. Um, but it's about it's about actually listening to your brother when he's right. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> um, but yeah. That that's the that's the shortened version. But yeah, it's about just kind of trying to figure out where you stand and listening to uh friends and family when those times occur. Beautiful. Yeah. Take it away, boys. You don't like it, but follow his every move Cut on his shoulder, you know it's true Pretend that it's different, but people know Simple mistakes your brother show Sing to the bad 
Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Plastic Picnic playing two awesome songs live there. Nausea in Paradise and the second one, Tilden. And we're going to play your October 2018 single, Doubt, right now. And then we'll come back. We'll be playing some records that you guys picked from my record collection. But here we go. Before that, Doubt, Plastic Picnic's 2018 single, Drink your cold coffee every morning 
Oh, we're back. We're back. We just heard a whole slew of plastic picnic songs, each one better than the last. Oh, gosh. Now, they're all equally really good. So <laughs> we heard uh, we heard Well Wasted, your brand new single to kick things off. And then you guys played Nausea in Paradise and Tilden live, followed by your October 2018 single, Doubt. Thanks for sharing all those awesome songs with us. Yeah, absolutely. And now, now on to some real music. Now on to some real music. <laughs> no, this is all real music. But <laughs> a- anyone that is interested in hearing more Plastic Picnic, plasticpicnic.bandcamp.com, right? Anywhere else, all streaming platforms, Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, Tidal, mm. anywhere else in particular, Tidal. your website, uh, plasticpicnic.com. Yep. I'll follow us on Instagram. And Twitter, yeah, at Plastic Picnic, Facebook. I'm trying. I'm trying to be more diligent about about tweeting this year. Good, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. That's a good New Year's resolution. Yeah, and the your debut EP is the self titled EP is available on vinyl via Bandcamp. Yeah, if you like the wax, buy that wax, baby. And now we're moving on to the second portion of the program. You guys pick some records from our record collection. We're gonna play them. Start. Let's start with uh. Let's start with Lincoln. All right. Well, my first choice is a choice that we 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 all love, but um, Nina Meal especially. Um, Built to Spill is the band. Um, they're just a band that's very near and dear to my heart, but also near and dear to me geographically because I grew up in Boise, Idaho, where they are from or have lived for a long time. And uh, as I was learning to play guitar, I was kind of obsessed with this record, Keep It Like a Secret. And I would see the members of the band like walking around town and I would just secretly like stare at them and just oogle over their abilities and think about how badly I wanted to be them and Dougie, how cool Dougie, they were. Dougie. And Doug March's beard. Yeah. <laughs> and Doug March's yeah. beard. And yeah, and and all their families and stuff were kind of in the community. So I sort of stalked them and obsessed with them, but at the same time I was just like a really big uh, music fan. And this record's kinda stayed with me forever. It's not one of those records that's kinda like been cool when it came out like 15 years ago and then and then left it was like it's always been just one of my ride or dies so were you really young when you knew about built to spill since they were part of the community yeah um i think i was probably like 13 when i first heard about them but i it was like i think it was when i was like 14 or 15 that i actually got a guitar for the first time before that i just played drums um and other things. So once I got started playing guitar, was really when I started listening to Built to Spill and be like, how do they stack all these guitars together and use all these crazy sounds and delay and slide and then make it all work together? Um, and that's when I, you know, became fully obsessed. So that's awesome. <laughs> and what song jumps out at you on that uh, I mean, awesome record? They really all do. We, we decide on else, right? Yeah, but I mean, any any song on there's a winner. Yeah. Um, I feel like The Plan and Carry the Zero are just songs that uh, narrate my life very closely, um, especially when I was back in Boise. But uh, for today, we picked Else, which is a song that kind of relates to our songwriting a little bit. I think it, it evolves and it kind of changes from where it starts to where it ends up, um, which is something we love to do in a song. We like to have it kind of start in a certain place and really develop and and finish um, you know, by taking you to a completely different place or like emotion. A whole um, new world. Which is definitely <laughs> a whole new world. Um, it's definitely something that Build the Spill does all the time. So. All right. And what's up next? Um, And I have here, I'm holding the Beach House record, Depression Cherry. 
which I never knew the vinyl casing was all felt, which is amazing. It's a great, great record to hold in your yeah, hand and feel that belt. Let's do that with our next one. Let's cover it with something soft and fluffy. Um, no, so I guess Beach House is obviously more of a recent influence. It's just like a band that we both we both and the rest of the band really admires just because they pump out like awesome record after awesome record. Um, so we were kind of torn on which which uh, record to choose. But just texturally, um, we really love their ideas as a band, um, like the synth kind of organ stuff and then juxtaposing that those kind of like artificial synthy sounds with really harsh guitar textures um in particular we chose the song sparks where he has like a crazy ring mod situation going on with guitar but i just they're constantly i think her voice is so beautiful and they're constantly kind of juxtaposing that with kind of dark and eerie instrumentation um which is which is a huge thing for us is trying to juxtapose uh, the light and dark. Yeah, totally. And they're an incredible band. Yeah, so good. I remember the first time I saw them was at Sasquatch Music Festival in like 2010 or 11 or something. Um, and I had no idea who they were. And I remember this thinking, this is awesome. And that was like the first record and the sun was out. And every record after that, is, I feel like has just evolved and gotten really awesome even their late that seven record the first two tracks on that are also unreal yeah absolutely and after beach house we got always um yeah oh, we can do always yeah oh. go for it i'll do it uh next always always um, toronto ontario band yeah. the most endearing indie band yeah i, I agree like, I, I love them i just like in, in love with every member um yeah, I I feel like I'm a noob to to all vase and shout out to our good friend and TM Kayla. Um they're they're really kind of where our introduction to to all vase. But the first time I actually saw them is we played we were in Boise playing Tree Fort and that was like the first kind of bigger stage this project played and all vase was going on right after us. Oh wow. So we were like shuffling gear backstage and I kind of knew a few of their singles and stuff, but they were kind of getting on. They had all this juicy old gear. And I remember this feeling kind of like, oh, my God, who are these? Who are these people? These are aw- <laughs> these people are awesome. <laughs> and then right after that, I kind of got really obsessed with both the records. Um, this Antisocialites record is really great. And I think I chose the first uh, the first track, which is like one of their singles in Undertow, um, mainly for its cheeky, um, cheeky talk against... Uh, astrology, <laughs> which is like a running joke in our in our band, but but yeah, uh, she's just an amazing lyricist, and I saw them live at Warsaw not too long ago. Oh, I was there too. Yeah, and with Snail Mail and that freaking showman, just like really awesome instrumentalist, and you can tell everybody in the band's like a a hardcore gear nut and musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of I feel like they're a band's band, if you will. Where I feel like as a musician, I really just admire their craft and it's cool to see a collaborative band turn out such an awesome second record because yeah. it's always a little scary I yeah think, it for is bands. a sophomore record is scary for sure great pick no we, arguments here i love all <laughs> we and, also talk a lot about all being like an example of they make records that are just really listenable and like nice to put on and just like 
cruise through all the way through and it's not trying to like challenge or like attack your ear which we love also there's another side of music that we where we want it to be challenging and you're kind of wrapping your head around new ideas but always are like the champions of just like really beautiful listening you know songs that you can just like spin the whole record there's no problems you can sing to all of them they just feel really good so we kind of use that um as like a gradient that we measure our songs by yeah like from from like one oh tricks point never like some crazy thing like that to like always you know it's kind of like this this scale of like obscurity to like really just comfortable listenability yeah and i unfortunately think we're only going to have time for three songs unfortunately that's That's all right but we're going to kick it off right now built to spill followed by beach house and always you're about to hear built to spill classic else here we go
Yeah, we're back. Wrapping up some beach house right now. Great having you guys, Plastic Picnic. I'm sad that the show's over because I had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys. Samesies. Hey, no worries. And you guys got a big show coming up on Thursday at Baby's All Right with Future Heart and Fruit and Flowers. Anything else you'd like to add before we say our goodbyes? Uh, Oh, yeah, we're playing a Memorial Day weekend for Wild Honey Pie's Welcome Campers. Awesome. It's pretty much like childhood summer camp meets a music festival. Shout out to Wild so, Honey Pie. I love shout that. out Wild Honey Pie. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really fun. It's up in Massachusetts at an actual summer camp. It's pretty amazing. That's super dope. So get tickets to that and our show on Thursday. And you'll be at South by Southwest in March. True. Mm-hmm. Taco party. Guys, plasticpicnic.bandcamp.com. See you on Thursday at Baby's All Right for the well-wasted single release party. It's going to mm-hmm. be off the chain, this party. And we're ending the program with one of your picks in undertow by always we'll see you guys next week thanks again plastic picnic yeah thank you thank you see you on thursday at babies